This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Monday, August the 1st. We are in the month of August, and we are coming to you after a four-game Phillies sweep over the Pirates, a second four-game sweep of the season for the Phillies. Outstanding job out in Pittsburgh. They almost blow the first one on Thursday night. Juris Familia did everything he could. They hang on, then they win back-to-back extra inning games and then handle business yesterday for an 8-2 win. And, again, just a really strong weekend of Phillies baseball. Again, you know, um, we're the the middle two games, or well, really the first three games closer than they should have been potentially, but you know what? They went into Pittsburgh and won. You know, after a team that we saw get swept by the Chicago Cubs at home, to start the second half, uh, I don't care how they get it done. As long as they win games they're supposed to, I'm going to be happy about it. And I thought they did a great job out in Pittsburgh. The Phillies have now won five straight games, six to seven, after winning the series against Atlanta prior to Pittsburgh. They have won for the first time all season. They are eight games above 500. Love to see it. Phillies alone in a wild card spot as of today. We'll dive into those standings later. And of course, a massively important weekend as we head into the trade deadline. Normally, on August 1st, we'd be reacting to what happened yesterday on the trade deadline. But this year, with the season pushed back, it is actually tomorrow, August 2nd, 6 p.m. It's the Major League Baseball trade deadline. Phillies off today. So, um,. No excuses for Dave Dombrowski not to just be manning the phones all day. We'll dive into the deadline a little bit later with all the options and obviously more tomorrow, um, whether things happen or not. Obviously a ton to discuss from that perspective first. Let's look back at a strong weekend in baseball. Again, on Thursday, the Phillies make it scary. Uh, we talked about that on Friday. You know, went out to um, the High Ups watch party in Skipback. Super fun. Had a great time. Um, really the whole time until Familia almost blew the game. Luckily, they hang on. And we head into Friday night coming off a nice win. And it felt like kind of a slow one on Friday night. Took a while to get going. The Phillies down early, stay down for a while. Bailey Falter gives up two runs in six innings, goes six innings, two earned, five hits, eight strikeouts, one walk. Actually a really nice outing from Bailey Falter. And who knows how many more starts we see Falter make, depending on trades they make. But... um you know, really nice outing from Falter and, and really got no help from the Phillies, unfortunately, uh, from an offensive perspective. But six uh, two-run innings is fine. <laughs> not going to play in when that happens. He has to leave the game, but they get to the seventh. And thank goodness for the bullpen is this bullpen, Brad Hand, Alvarado, Sir Anthony, and, uh, and Connor Brogdon ultimately get the job done. 
But uh, it's not until the seventh inning. Phillies down 2 nothing, And and really in a game again where it just felt like the Phillies weren't going to get it done for some reason. It just felt cold. Phillies get an RBI single from Schwarber, an RBI single from Hoskins, and all of a sudden it's 2-2. And it was just like that. It was a... Uh, you know, we've seen the Phillies lose a lot of games like this, it feels like, over the last few years of these games where you know, they just feel kind of sluggish and out of it and end up just kind of blowing it. And this one, it went the other way. You know, They felt sluggish and out of it, but it ended up going their way as they're able to just kind of fight and claw and tie the game up and get it to the 10th. And then Reese Hoskins took over. Hoskins goes four for four on the day, including a massive two-run home run to dead center field. In extra innings to give the Phillies a two, uh, 4-2 lead, and uh, that would do it as Connor Brogdon comes in and shuts it down after that. He's, um, you know, really an exciting win. And again, you know, one of those games where for some reason as it was happening, it felt like the uh, the Phillies were going to find a way to blow it um, or find a way to not even just blow it, but, you know, just not win it, right? Just Just a game that was right there for the taking and not, you know, actually take it. Is what it felt like was going to happen, and and uh, and instead the Phillies took it, you know. And shout out to Hoskins; they don't win that game without him. Shout out the bullpen; they don't win that game without them. The bullpen's been really good for the Phillies lately, outside of one dude, who please do not let Juris Familia be on the team as of Wednesday at the latest, right? Um, but um, they get the job done—a really nice four to two victory in that one. We move on to Saturday, and it's a similar type of game, just a. Uh, a knuckler, a white knuckler type of game is um, good pitching throughout Ranger. Another great outing from Ranger Suarez. Six innings, three hits, one walk, eight strikeouts. Like, boom. 84 pitches to get through six innings. Ranger was absolutely outstanding. And, you know, don't look now. But Ranger Suarez has been pretty good for a little while here. You know, certainly since the break and... A little bit prior to that, some some nice outings. Hasn't been going super deep into games, but looking more and more like the Ranger of last year. And obviously, I would never expect the Ranger of last year ever again, obviously. But, but um, you know, closer to that version than the version we had seen earlier this season. That's really exciting. I mean, that could be a, a game-changing type of thing for this team the second half of the season if Ranger puts it together and figures it out. What a difference-making thing that could be, especially if they add more guys as well. Uh, Ranger was awesome. Really, really look great. Um, unfortunately, uh, we'll not get a decision this one as the Phillies are up one nothing in the sixth. They go up one nothing on JD Romito going yard. Romito, great weekend. Romito's been playing really good baseball. Credit where due. You know, goes two for two in this one with a couple walks, home run, an RBI, and uh, the big homer in the sixth, take a one nothing lead. But then a home run to Cal Mitchell in the seventh from uh, from Jose Alvarado ties it at one one, and for the second night in a row. We find ourselves venturing into extra innings. Nice job yet again by the bullpen. Andrew Bellotti uh, in a 1-1 game pitches a brilliant eighth inning. Strikes out the side. Looked absolutely nasty. Uh, I'm in on Andrew Bellotti. That guy is allowed to stay and pitch. Uh, Thank you, sir. You're welcome for being, uh, you're welcome to be on our team. And and, uh, we appreciate you. Looked awesome. And on Bellotti, really nice inning there in in a high leverage spot. Then we go to the ninth. And Corey Knable, and the tenth in Corey Knable. So Corey Knable, shout out, dude. The Phillies. Uh, Knable pitches a really nice ninth. We go to the tenth, one-one game, second straight night, going to extra innings. 
And the Phillies take advantage of some uh, Pittsburgh miscues. Matt Veerling grounds into a ground into first, and they decide to throw to third instead of getting the out at first. They throw to third to try and get Didi at third with the you know ghost runner on second base. Horrible throw. Ball goes into you know past the third baseman, and boom, Didi scores. It's two one, and that would be it because the Phillies would not score again. The Pirates would get out of the inning, and we would be asking Corey Knable to come in a two one game. Pitch your second inning of the night and get the job done. And what does Corey Knable do? Nails, dude. Knable's awesome. He pitched another great inning, really an awesome outing. I know he had the one outing where he gave up a bunch of unearned runs, but don't look now. Corey Knable has a three, excuse me, a two five nine ERA on the season. How about it? Knable looked great. The best we've seen Corey Knable in a long, long, long time in this game. He was dynamite. He really was. He was outstanding in this baseball game. As the Phillies do just enough to get it done. 2-1 victory. Now we've won the series. So three straight series over. This is classic Phillies. Hey, we won three straight. Let's blow the last one. No, sir. As the Phillies yesterday pour it on. Get a lead for Nola early and hang on to it, which is Necessary. Nola coming off his uh, uh, last start, a rough one uh, against the Braves in that series. Looked great in this one. Six innings, one run, eight strikeouts, six hits, one walk. Really, really nice outing. Mark Capel gives you two clean. Familia gets through the ninth but gives up a run. Looked horrible. Familia gave up. I uh, saw the set from Bob Wankel, which is absolutely insane. That uh, In this four-game series, Juris Familia in his two outings gave up more runs. Then all the starting pitchers combined. <laughs> no, it's ridiculous that. It's true, though. Uh, at least yesterday, it didn't, you didn't have to worry too much. You never, don't worry when Philly was on the mound. It's Thursday night, taught us. But Phillies get at it early and just kind of pour it on throughout. They go up 2 nothing in the first. JTRBI double scores Alec Bohm. Alec Bohm, a 4 for 5 game. A dude's batting 299 on the season 300, depending on where you look, where the decimal point is. Um, um uh, was triple away from the cycle. Um, dude, it's just been unbelievable. I mean, unbelievable. Best here on this team by a mile. Where would this day lost? That's where they'd be with that Alec Bohm. Hitting in the three-all, should be hitting in the three-all. He's been awesome. Awesome, 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 awesome. The hottest hitter in baseball, one of them. You know, he's going to end July with a, like a 480 or a 430, 440 average or whatever it is. It's insane. He's been amazing. They get it going early. Romito singles him in or doubles him in, then Castellanos. Singles, Ramuto and Castellanos, a four for fiver yesterday with two RBIs and a single, had a, a ball he pulled down the line, pulled another ball the other night, a double. Um, as far as just pure hits go, it was a really good weekend for Castellanos. My dude had a bunch of hits now. You know, they're they're the vast majority of them still are little squib, half, you know, check swing, little bloop hits, but had a couple solidly hit balls. You know, the guy has broken my soul so much that I'm not ready to just be like, oh, he's back, because I am i don't think that. But but there is nothing I want more in this world than, one, than Nick Cassianos to not suck at baseball. So maybe we're heading in a better better direction with that. We will see. But um, but really, uh, you know, what a weekend from, uh, you know, if you're going to look at, we've talked a lot about how, and, and Schwarber did homer yesterday, his 33rd of the season, uh, National League leading 33rd. Um, as only church uh, behind Aaron Judge, who's got like 5,000 home runs, um, impossible to keep up with. But but really, we talked a lot about Schwerber and Hoskins had carried this team for a while, and Hoskins, really nice weekend, heating up again. But 
really over the last few days and last weeks, you know, it's really been Alec Bum and JT Romito. And we saw it again yesterday as Bum goes four for five, hits a home run uh, later in the game, um, his seventh of the season. Bum uh, scores three runs yesterday and RBI again, batting uh, 299 or 300, depending on where you look, a 331 OBP, a 415 slugging. And then JT, um, you know, we talked so long about how bad he's been. That average is up to 264. 340 OBP, 420 slugging, like a three for five or yesterday, two runs scored in RBI. Um, he's been so, so, so much better lately, really, since that Toronto series, you know, since missing that Toronto series, since those comments that, you know, he you know, walked back for, for obvious reasons um, about the money and all that. He's been, he's been really good since then, you know, credit where due. We've bagged on JT, and, and I think rightfully so a lot this season, especially considering what he's getting paid for the performance you're getting, but... You know what, dude's stepping up right now, and and they desperately need it, and it is awesome to see. Um, so shout out to JT; he's been way better. And and again, Alec Bohm has been the uh, he was certainly for the last month the MVP of this team. You know, obviously Schwarber over the course of the season, but really has just been so crucially important for this baseball team. Alec Bohm lately, really astounding what that guy has been able to do, and what those um, at bats, and what those you know production so to speak is has mattered to this Phillies team I um you know we talked a lot when uh when we thought he had uh, really hurt himself more in that game uh, against the Cardinals with the broken um we thought a broken finger ended up just being a dislocation he's back but you know I was like in the moment I was like oh they'll be okay and and either way and and they wouldn't have been <laughs> it would just flat out not have been without well you know this team would be literally lost without the guy so um shout out to Bohm for really really putting it together and really turning into, um, you know, a special player right now for this team. And, you know, looking like the the guy that we all thought he was going to be, the, the, the 338 rookie average or whatever it was, the, you know, hitting through the minors, the third pick in the draft, starting to fulfill that promise. And that is, um, that's thrilling. That's that's something that we can all and should all get really excited about. So it's great to see his Bomer really help carry this team when needed. All right, let's take a look at the uh, standings and we'll look ahead. The trade deadline, a lot going on again. A, a Just a phenomenal weekend of Phillies baseball. Yeah, four straight after coming out of the break and losing the three straight to the Cubs, as incredibly disappointing as it was, and it was, to bounce back like this and take two or three from the Braves. You know, them and the Yankees have been the best team in baseball for a long stretch of time. <laughs> a long, long stretch of time. Um you know, to take two or three from them and then to just go into Pittsburgh and just handle business, especially when you you know, think about this exact time last year, uh, at least baseball calendar-wise, the Phillies were in Pittsburgh right before the trade deadline. Kyle Gibson trade was made while they were out there. They lose two of three in that series to Pittsburgh right in the same essential spot as last season fighting for it. They go into Pittsburgh and lose two or three, and, and this year they sweep four, you know? And look, again, they just had that Cubs series. We know they can flounder and, and not always come through when we need them to but but after that cub series to, to win five or i guess six or seven the way they've done it is um is impressive and they do deserve credit eight games above 500 um now for the first time um the season uh so they're 55 and 47 on the season i mean that's legit the phillies are now a game up on the cardinals the cardinals are 54 and 48 the giants are 51 and 51 the phillies have a four game lead on the giants the marlins falling back they're eight games back of the phillies phillies actually pretty close to the uh, padres in front of them only a game and a half back of the padres so 
Yeah, as we talked about at the end last week, it does look like it's three, uh, three. It's it's playing out, and the Giants are not out of it. But but right now, it looks like it's heading towards two spots for three teams between the Padres, the Phillies, and the Cardinals. Um, and a big time trade deadline coming up. You know, with the the name Juan Soto being floated around far too often for my liking, as uh, the Cardinals, the Dodgers, and the Padres, um, two of the three. Writing in, so the three favorites apparently to land Soto. Uh, we'll dive into the trade. I said quickly on Soto. I just think, I think the Nationals are being incredibly foolish trying to rush this decision right now. I mean, this is the the most important franchise decision that you will make in the next decade potentially. It is uh, a franchise altering decision, a, a decision that can set up your franchise for years and years to come. You are potentially trading the most valuable asset that has been traded or will be traded in a long time, honestly. Um, I just, I don't get why they'd rush it and and do it the deadline when you're not talking about trading a, a pitcher for a stretch run or a reliever or whatever where the value is higher at the deadline. Yeah, I get that, you know. I get that for certain players in certain situations, that guy might be more valuable to these two teams now than he would be to, to anyone in the offseason. And, and thus, for the stretch run, that's why it matters. But Juan Soto's value ain't going to change in the offseason. He's Juan freaking Soto. And if anyone's trading for him, they're trading for him and signing him to a long-term deal. Like, you're trading for the whole thing. This is not just about a half a season when you're making a run. There's no extra value to that. Like... Instead, you're saying, all right, these three teams, best offers. Like, why not wait till the offseason and see if other teams want to be in? Like, just because they're out of it doesn't mean that a team like the Cubs or a team like the whoever, you know, the Red Sox, they're out of it right now. The Red Sox aren't trade for Juan Soto. What if they would in the offseason? And again, I'm just picking random teams, the idea that big markets, whatever, like that Juan Soto is a generational player, a franchise-altering player, a franchise-defining player, like... To force it now to teams that are in the race only just seems like a, a massively, massively foolish organizational decision. And I really hope for their sake, and look, I'm not rooting for the Nats. I'm certainly rooting against those other teams getting him right now. But just in general, like, I think it would be a massive mistake by the Nationals to force this, to try and rush a Soto trade just to make a deal now. I, I think it makes zero sense to me. We'll see what happens. Um, obviously, a day and a half or so left till the deadline. Um, all right, let's look ahead to that. We'll talk a lot more about that tomorrow, especially with an off day day. Again, the Phillies eight games up, one game up in the wild card, sitting in a really nice spot right now. You feel really good about this team heading into the trade deadline. Obviously, they will not play another game till the deadline. Um, so you feel good about where they're at heading into the trade deadline off tonight. Cardinals also off tonight, so there'll be no change from that perspective. Um, back for a two game series against the Braves. Start Tuesday night, so uh, you know trades will happen before the Phillies play again. So you know we're we're right there in terms of needing to. This is it. We the Phillies will be eight games above five hundred as the trade deadline happens. So you know, we've talked about a lot, and I'm surprised they waited till the end. It didn't come back to bite Dombrowski as this team's played great baseball, and he should be really lucky. But that's what they've done. They played great baseball. And now's the time to invest. You know what more do they need to do? They're in the playoffs as of today. They're eight games above five hundred. They're playing really good baseball. You've got guys coming back down the road in Harper and Segura soon and, you know, all that. Um, you know, that's going to add to the team, too. This is the time. It's going to be fascinating. The Phillies did make one move over the weekend, which is a about as head-scratching a trade as I remember in a, a low-level trade, not something that's changing the course of the season or anything, but the, the Phillies trade uh, Jojo Romero 
you know, who we love, um, obviously for the fun, but has not necessarily been a high level um, pitcher um, for, you know, uh, numbers wise. So, you know, there is, um, you know, we like him, but we're also, you know, I understand the movie on, but the weird thing is they trained for Edmundo Sosa with the first and, first, first and foremost weird part, the Cardinals. So the team you're competing with directly, weird. And then Sosa is, um, you know, a light hitting infielder, uh, which, you know, they sent Camargo down. So I guess they're replacing Camargo with Sosa. I mean, I think it's probably a defensive upgrade and an offensive downgrade. So I don't know. I don't know what that means. And and Sosa has shown, uh, you know, the potential offensively to be decent. You know, last season was better. Um, so maybe even not an offensive downgrade, maybe just a whatever for whatever. He's a better fielder and, and can play certainly shortstop better and whatnot. But um, I don't know, kind of a weird trade and especially weird to see them trade with the team they're directly competing with. Um, but obviously not a trade that's going to shake the foundation of either team or change the likely change the outcome of their seasons. Um, that's what, what should happen over the next day and a half. Cardinals rumored to be in on Juan Soto. Obviously, that's concerning. We'll see what happens. I think there's a chance when you look at the Cardinals, the Padres, and the Phillies of, of these three teams evenly matched. Again, uh, two and a half games separates all three. You know, I think that, you know, you could say that you know, whichever of these three teams makes the best trade could be the thing that, that secures their spot of the three and, and or the two best teams that make the best trades or who knows, you know. So it is a really pivotal deadline with teams you're going up against involved in these deals. I think as it's played out, it's pretty clear and should be, as I've said the whole time, but has really kind of been hammered home that, that starting pitcher, the biggest need for this team. That's what Dabrowski's talked about. I think when you think about the potential options, you're looking at a lot of the, you know, rental guys, if they're not going to spend, as Dombrowski has implied, doesn't want to give up stuff. Um, you know, you're looking at the Noah Syndergaard, Jose Quintana, Martin Perez, Chad Cool type guys, all only signed through the rest of the season. Um, you know, heard Syndergaard connected, heard Quintana I prefer Quintana Syndergaard. He's a longer track record of success, and I just like him better. But um, no, those guys are, are are big time difference makers. If they wanted to, you know, they're going to have to give up more to get one of the guys who signed through next season, like Tyler Maley or Frankie Montas, particularly, who's the best of those guys. Um, both much better pitchers than the the first four we mentioned. Perez has had a nice year, though. Pablo Lopez, uh, Pablo Lopez mentioned is um, you know he's through twenty twenty four. That would really cost a lot. So it's going to be interesting. I think one of those names, Hector Rodon, could get traded. I doubt the Phillies give up what it takes to get him as him also a rental he can opt out. Uh, Ivaldi's on the block. I doubt they trade for him, even though there's a Nebraska connection there. Um, I do think they're going to get a starter. I do think they're going to get a starter. I would guess it's a rental guy, but I would love to see them give up something for for either Montas or Mele, you know? That type of guy, or obviously Pablo, but that would be a, a real deal package, but... Um, Montas and Maley both make this team way better. Those guys start a playoff game for you. And if Ranger's good, like that top four with either one of those guys with Wheeler, Nolan, Ranger, I mean, that's like, then you could start to see the Phillies like get on a run, doing something with that kind of staff. Um, so I think starting pitching is the biggest move. You know, Dombrowski has been very clear in saying that he's not going to mortgage the future, um, trade the top guys. Again, you, know, you can't believe what, what GMs, president, baseball ops, whatever you want to call them, say at this time of the year or really at any time when they're talking about this stuff, the Girardi thing we remember. But um, I do get the vibe that they're not going to go crazy from that perspective. Um, but I think if the right deal is there, they would you know, give up an Ohapi or Ben Brown or whoever 
to make something happen for a guy like Maley or something like that. I also think you're looking at center fielders. Hopefully, I mean, get Odubel off the team. We even talk about the Odubel base running error on or incident on Saturday. They didn't score. It ended up not mattering. Thanks to Reese, he gets a single, scores the run. But I mean, how much longer do we have to watch Odubel play baseball? I mean, Odubel and Familiar, they're two guys you've wanted. I don't remember the last time I watched a, a good, uh, solid to good Phillies team with two guys I wanted off the team more than Odubel and Familiar. It is unbelievable. So I think center fielder a big spot too. You know, there's a lot of names out there. Ian Happ, uh, potential one. Ramon Laureano, also from the A's out there. Um, Michael Taylor of Kansas City is one of the better defenders in the league in center field. So there's a lot of options. I think the Phillies need to come out of this with a center fielder and a starting pitcher. The bullpen somehow, some way, has really turned me around. I'm, I'm okay with this pen. I feel good about Knavel. I feel good about Bellotti now. You know, obviously Sir Anthony's a stud. I feel better about Alvarado, even up, giving up the run the weekend and, you know, having a couple... Rough outings. I feel better. So uh, I think it comes down to starting pitcher and, and center fielder, and particularly starting pitcher with the Eflin uncertainty. Um, it's going to be fascinating. Dombrowski, been saying this for weeks. It's go time. Now it's really go time. The deadline tomorrow at 6. So uh, enjoy the off night tonight. Maybe we'll have a trade to talk about tomorrow. If not, we will certainly talk about the big day tomorrow. Trade deadline day. All the options. We'll dive into a lot of this stuff more and, again, react if anything happens between now and then so big day tomorrow enjoy the day off today and then tomorrow we dive in trade deadline braves game so much going on so until tomorrow thank you for listening to another edition of phillies today right here on the phillies 24 7 network this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.